Hello, friend. This is Evangelist Mike McCurry coming to you once again from the studio room here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. You're listening to Bible Tracked Echoes, and I'm rejoined once again today by our special guest, Pastor Joe Grimaldi. We're bringing you real Bible answers. Now, there's a twofold reason behind this because, number one, people like you have good Bible questions and we'd like to answer them. We'd like to answer them biblically. On this program today and this week, we're not giving you our opinions, we're not giving you our methodologies, we're giving you what the Bible says in reality. Because if we can't trust God's word, then what what can we trust? And so we're excited to continue that emphasis today. We're going to be answering questions like, where did God come from? Now, that's a great question. It's a fair question. It's a question that Robin from Ohio wanted an answer to. So, number one, we're going to answer some questions. But number two, the purpose for that is to bring awareness to a new facet of our ministry called realbibleanswers.com. Now, let me explain this to you in short, if I can. On the back of our gospel tracks, now we've put out almost 600 million of them to date, but on the back of each of those gospel tracks is a place where if someone reads that gospel tract and accepts Christ as their Savior, they can fill their name in, put their address in, any other pertinent information they'd like, and then they can mail that back to Bible Tracks, Inc. Now, we're so excited, and we get dozens of these every month and it's such a blessing to see the fulfillment of our mission come th- come to fruition through these gospel tracts. We put out gospel tracts not to say we put out gospel tracts, but that so people come to a saving knowledge of Christ. But we realized not long ago that many people of if you want to call it a younger generation sometimes don't even know if they have a stamp in the house. So When we ask people to write their name down and mail back a gospel track, sometimes it doesn't happen. And recently, we did, if you want to call it a beta test, what we did was we put a QR code and a little snappy website and just an opportunity for people to contact us using modern tools. Now, understand, we're not going away from gospel tracks. Uh, The board asked me during the interview process for me to come to be the director of this ministry, Micah, do you believe in gospel tracks? And my answer was and still is unequivocally yes. We're not abandoning what brought us and what blessed us to the place we are right now. But I do believe giving people an option to be able to contact us through a website, through the internet, it might just lower the friction just enough that we'll hear about more people being saved. Now, it worked actually. We did a beta test early, I should say late last year. We did a small test of this. We put out thousands upon thousands of tracks with a little QR code, with a website on it. And Pastor Grimaldi, we saw over 90 people let us know they got saved in an eight-week period, and to God be the glory. But this realbibleanswers.com, that QR, that, that website is going to go on the back of every gospel track that we put out. Now, here's another thing to think about. And listener, if you would, put your thinking cap on and realize this. BibleTracksInc.org is not a website specifically made for lost people. You say, why wouldn't you just put BibleTracksInc.org, your main website, on the back of these gospel tracks? Well, here's the reason. BibleTracksInc.org is made for people just like you, Christians, who want to get gospel tracks. But what about lost people? What about people that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior? Well, that's why we've created RealBibleAnswers.com. We're going to talk more about that in the coming days, but let's do this. I've whet your appetite a little bit with that question from Robin in Ohio. Where did God come from? In the beginning, God, 
created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1-1. But let's go back before Genesis 1-1, Pastor Grimaldi. Answer this question for us. In the beginning, where did God come from? Well, it's an interesting question. It's a question that quite often people that are atheists ask. Now, I'm not insinuating that our guest is an atheist at all, uh, but that's a question that typically comes from those folks. It comes also from the evolution crowd a lot. Um, They like to ask that question. But I'll answer it this way. God is not limited by time and space. Time is not relative to God. He created time. uh, He created space and he created matter. uh, And he operates outside of those boundaries. So the complication becomes that we're trying to, with a finite mind, try to understand these infinite things about an infinite God. So where did God come from? God always was. He's eternal. He always was and he always will be. You say, well, preach, that's not really a great answer. Uh, Well, you know, everything about God takes faith. Uh, Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so I don't have to have a concrete answer for everything. Some things come by faith. But, But let me say this, our evolutionist friends also have to have the same kind of faith because they say, well, everything started with a big bang. Um, these two masses of matter ran into each other, created a big bang. And so I ask, where did the matter come from? And they can't tell me where it came from. You see, their beginning starts with matter that has no beginning, and our beginning starts with God who has no beginning. So it takes just as much faith to believe an evolutionary theory or a big bang theory as it does to believe in God. The only difference is that as their story progresses, there are so many holes in the theory, so many problems with the theory, so many errors with the thing. They have a story that doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have a middle, and it doesn't have an end. Why did evolution stop? But we have a story that has a beginning, in the beginning God. And we have a story that has a middle, and the middle is proved out in history. And we have a story that has an end. And because of that, we understand all that we understand about God by faith. And so, there's not as much Bible answer I can give you for that other than to say it's an issue of faith. Absolutely. And Ms. Robin, thank you so much for that question. And in reality, the quest to study the Bible, to know God, it is a matter of faith, as are as is everything. And so, Ms. Robin, thank you for that question. Now we're going to get on to another question that was presented by Miss Rachel. We're towards the beginning of the Bible right now. And so we're going to ask this question. Maybe it's a question that you've wondered about. Maybe it's something that uh, someone has asked you almost jokingly in the past. But Pastor Grimaldi, tell us, where did Cain get his wife from? Well, there's... There's two, then that is a question that's, that's asked a lot and by different people. But I'll answer it this way. First of all, the, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 16, and Cain went, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And then it continues to tell us in chapter 4 that that's where he got his wife. So the really short, simple answer is he got his, his wife in the land of Nod. But I think the real question that's being asked is where did she come from? I mean, how did she exist? Well, we know that all people come from Adam and Eve. And since you start with two people, at some point, a sister and a brother have to have children or it doesn't continue. And so at some point, uh, you understand that had to happen. And by the way, the reason when you go all the way back to the beginning that this is not a dangerous thing is the genetics were so pure then. Uh, The genetics were not near as polluted as they have become today, and so we didn't have near the problems. And then the other thing is, remember that before the flood, people lived for a long time. You know, Adam was 900 and some years old. So at some point, 
you have you do have to have at least one brother and sister that that marry each other and have children and then you're going to have cousins you're going to have nieces nephews so at some point Cain is Cain's wife is a relative but you know what all of our wives are relatives because we all start out with Adam and Eve and so I mean we might have to go back 6000 years but at some point all of our blood and all of our genetics come from two people Adam and Eve and so his wife came from some relative um, I'm not sure how old he was when he got married. Was he already married before the incident with Abel? I don't think so. Uh, people have talked about, was Abel, did Abel already have a wife and have children? Well, no. Why would God need a Seth then to continue the bloodline? Um, but be that as it may, he did uh, marry someone who had to be his relative at some point, And uh, he met her in the land of Nod, which tells me that there's a great period of time that has has taken place because they've left Eden and now people are starting to expand and he has to travel to a place and settle there to meet her. So this is someone who's probably some sort of a distant relative, a cousin of some sort. Absolutely. And I appreciate the question because people have these questions. And really one of the great things about humanity is the fact that we can ask questions. We have this ability to critically think. And following up on this question, here's Juan from Fayetteville, North Carolina. He asks, is Cain in heaven? Now, we just have a few moments left, about two or three minutes left on the broadcast today. But Pastor, could you talk to us about this idea of Cain and whether or not he went to heaven? Of course, we know of his struggles with Abel, his brother, but talk to us about that for just a moment. Well, I don't think that Cain is in heaven, but I do hate to judge uh, people's salvation. I'm, I'm trying to be very careful about that. Uh, but when you read about Cain, and especially when you start to read about Cain into the New Testament, and you look at how the Bible refers to him and the references you have uh, about Cain, for instance, the book of Jude uh, tells us in uh, verse 11, uh, Woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain and ran greedily after heir, the heir of Balaam, uh, for reward and per and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Now, when you read that whole text, obviously Cain seems to always be associated with a group of people, and we know that Korah and his group of people, the earth opened up and they went straight down into hell. We we know that these these folks are all always have a bad connotation about them. We never seem to see a place where Cain comes to Christ. Now we do know this that Cain. God still loves him enough that he puts a mark on him to protect him. People always talk about what was the mark of Cain. I don't really want to get into all of that, but I will say this. The mark was not a demeaning thing necessarily, although Cain was going to be a servant of servants because of the curse that was upon him. God's mark on him was to protect him so he wouldn't be killed, which shows me that God still loved him. So if God still loved him, was there still a chance he could have come to Christ? Was there still a chance he could have been saved? Yes, there was. We have no absolute Bible proof about it. I, I personally doubt it only because he is used as a reference to the rest of Scripture as a negative thing. Even the fact that it talks, the Bible would allude to the fact that he was filled with the spirit of the devil when he killed his brother. But, you know, we're all filled to some degree with the spirit of the devil when we do evil things. Uh, you know, we are of our father, the devil, the Bible says. So all that being said, I don't think he's going to be in heaven. Uh, but, you know, an old preacher from years and years ago said, one of the great surprises of heaven will be all the people that you didn't think would be there that are, and all the people that are there you didn't think would be there. And one of the great surprises is you'll be there. 
Amen. Amen. One of the great things I appreciate about Pastor Grimaldi and his answers, not only now on this program, but in the past, because I have had the privilege of asking Pastor Grimaldi questions when I had the opportunity to work for for him and with him at the First Baptist Church of Kenmore in Akron, Ohio for over five years. But one of the things I most appreciated was the fact that he could say, I don't know, or choose not to be excessively dogmatic about a question. If it required more Bible study, then he'd do it. But also, we get really arrogant and feel like we have to have an answer to everything, when in reality, we'll never know until we get to the other side, until eternity. And so we're going to continue this in this program on Bible Tract Echoes, this radio broadcast brought to you by Bible Tracks Incorporated. We're going to continue with some real Bible answers throughout the remainder of this week. We'll hope you'll tune in and maybe, just maybe, you'll send us some of your questions. God bless. Have a great day for His glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.